All right, I just started recording and I'll Okay, we should do if if Nick, if you've been recording for a couple minutes already, we should do a clap so that I can sync them up a little bit. Easier. Okay. Um I'm sure let's just do a three, two, one. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Perfect. Noise. Awesome. Noise, noise. I'm excited. This should be fun. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this discussion. I think it'll be I think it's nice to like have the ability to sort of like catch up with you and like let our like listeners know who might not know yet. <laughs> yeah. Who is this I Nick mean, guy? What is he doing here? Well, I mean, I think they know you, Nick, like certainly, but they they might not know what what it is you're doing now. Exactly. Does that guy yeah. still work there? <laughs> oh, the thing that I really like about the the thing we've been doing with the mainline episodes recently is like picking a bookseller to come and talk to us, whether it be about like what they're doing or like a topic they're interested in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the conversations have been so much better than when we tried to have like five of us all just recommending stuff. Yeah. They just feel more intimate now, like these conversations. So I think it'd be a good time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let me, uh, wait, do you want an you, intro? Do you want me you intro? intro? Oh, yeah, because you just did the mini so. You did. Okay. And welcome to A Galaxy Not So Far Away, a Mysterious Galaxy podcast. I'm your host, Gary. And I'm your host, Becca. And today we have with us uh, a director of events, Nick. Welcome Woo! back to the show, Nick. Oh my gosh. I mean, hi. Yes. <laughs> you have like a real title now, like not just bookseller, but director of events. I had a title. It just wasn't as impressive. It was a digital, that, yeah. it was digital marketer. And, True. I uh, didn't think about that. Yeah. So now so I am. Rude. Now I'm director of events and digital marketer. Two hats. Wonderful. <laughs> How's that been? Like just like the transition oh from God. <laughs> <laughs> from just doing the digital marketing thing to like also juggling event stuff now. I mean, my plate overfloweth. It's like I was at a buffet. My eyes are bigger than my stomach, and now I'm sitting at the table, going, "What did I do to myself?" But that's very. <laughs> but it's funny. good tasting yeah. food. It is definitely good tasting food. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know uh, what I meant, what digital marketer means is uh, I'm usually the person. If you've been getting those wonderful emails, like, "Hey, you might like these books that we loved in last month," or "You should go to this certain event," or even our newsletter, that has been my handiwork. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't even know, but it was it was Nick all it was, along. It was Nick oh. all along. <laughs> I would say let's put a snippet of that in here, but I'm terrified of the Disney company. Yeah, yeah no, me no. too. I had that same thought for a half I second. Mean, I was like, I, I mean, don't think so. I love the Disney company. They are our overlords <laughs> and saviors. Oh, I would, I, I would worship the mouse if that was an actual religion. Yeah, give me that mouse. <laughs> I love oh Disney. <laughs> okay, so. Gary, you have so many good questions. Yeah, um, I you 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 uh poked me and were like, oh, if you if you don't have enough questions, you should ask Michelle. And then Michelle gave me like 30. And yeah. I picked like a handful of them. Um Okay, well I'm gonna do I'm gonna I wanna do my question first because I only have like one and I feel like it's a good one to start. Yeah, please. So Nick. 
was becoming director of event of events something that you were like interested in for a long time prior to like the position opening up and going for it? Because like I feel like a lot of people in the store, like myself included, kind of like have one particular like passion project they go into the store like you know really dead set on doing, and then often like their passion leads them to a totally different project. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, no, honestly, um, when I first started working for the store almost uh, i want to say four years ago now a time time slippery who knows um Mm -hmm. uh, i was some point in time yeah some point in time when i first started i was uh off-site uh i was an off-site bookseller which meant if like a particular author was doing an event at a library or um doing a small event at like a venue like a theater and they needed a bookseller uh that's what i would have been there for selling books on behalf of the store so um Myself and you and I saw each other a lot in that circuit. We you did. And I were like both doing that at like before we like. I feel like you were working in the store a little bit, were you not? Yeah. Eventually, I think it got to the point where the in store was getting a little shorthanded, and so because uh, Victoria also started as an offsite bookseller as well, mm-hmm. so both of us slowly mm-hmm. got integrated to in store. Um, and then I eventually became just a regular bookseller. And then during the Panini, which is my cute name of calling that thing, um, I became more involved in store doing like mail outs um, and online orders. Um, then we eventually reopened and everything, you know, changed then. Uh, so I became the digital marketer um it's a very long way to answer this question but no i i have worn a ton of different hats i wore a ton of different hats uh, led eventually to this position no i i never had really planned on this position but when it was available um i was in a place where i was like you know what um i want to have a little bit more uh interaction uh not control, but uh, definitely a hand at what happens in the store. And I figured, yeah, you know, uh, especially with the experience I've had in the background, um, uh, just being a regular bookseller and my other kind of expertise with communication and email, um, that would mm-hmm. give a shot. And here I am. Yeah, that's exciting. That was a uh, really do you feel good like, answer. Do you feel like you're... <laughs> experience having been a bookseller and doing offsite events and doing all that stuff has like shaped how you approach like choosing what events you want for the store like coming up or like deciding what authors we want to feature and things like that so it's definitely been a learning curve with starting with events that i pick uh, but i think with my bookseller background already, it definitely has helped me to realize, okay, logistically, uh, is this something we can either like have in store? Is this our normal crowd that we see? How have a particular genre been selling? Uh, so it definitely has helped me to make decisions. Yeah, yeah that, that, that makes, makes a lot sense. of sense. Are there any uh, events coming up that you're really excited about? That oh, you can talk about? my gosh. Yes. OK. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> one I really wanted to talk about got pushed back. So I'll have to put that back into my hat. Uh, but we have Aww. I know but we do have a few events I really wish I could talk about, but they're not finalized yet. I just want everyone out there to know that they're f- wonderful and exciting. And I really can't wait till Ooh. we get them finalized and talk to you because I'm super excited about them. And I'm pretty sure all of you are going to be super excited for them. Um, one of the biggest 
uh, in-store events that we have coming up, which I am super duper excited about and just got announced recently, uh, is Christopher Moore and his latest book, Razzmatazz. Yeah, that is so cool. Uh, I saw I saw the advanced copies come in addressed to you, and I was like, oh, this must be an event book because it's got Nick's name on it already. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Christopher Moore, how dare you? Um, he is the author of uh, Mystery thriller novel noir um he has also written in sci-fi fantasy uh lamb which is a wonderful uh funny satire book um he has written shakespeare for squirrels um and many other numerous books uh we yeah ha- we have hosted him in store before at the old location uh we've had him for comic-con he is a fun super dude and we really can't wait to have He's him delightful. again he is um yeah his stuff all has like a like a like an element of humor to it like i feel like his name gets tossed into the same sort of um window as like terry pratchett when people talk about they want like something more like yeah. comedic yeah but i haven't actually read any of his stuff before yeah if you want something uh for shame com- if you want something completely sober <laughs> you don't read his stuff because none of it is super <laughs> sober um but yes uh that's going to be a ticketed in-store event um it's going to be happening uh thursday may 19th uh 7 p.m if anyone out there would love to be in store for that one all you need to do is uh just purchase a copy of razzmatazz they'll get you a ticket for uh the in-store event if you're unable to attend you can still order um his books to get signed and we will ship them out or have them uh, available for pickup yeah yeah That'll be a good time. Yeah. Um, we are in talks. Well, I can't really talk about that one yet. <laughs> ah, <laughs> but uh, Claudia Gray. We have Claudia Gray coming Ooh. in store. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, she's got that um, Jane Austen style story, right? The yeah. murder of Mr. Wickham. Is you, that what it's called? You got it. Murder of Mr. Wickham. Now, this one is going to be a hybrid event. So for those of you unfamiliar what uh, that is for us, um, it's both an in-store and virtual event. So it'll be happening here, but we'll also be broadcasting it live um, to our regular Crowdcast channels for anyone who is unable to attend for location reasons or health reasons. Um, this is a great opportunity to still tune into the event. Nice. And that's we good. love, we love to plug the uh, hybrid events now on the mini sodes. Oh, good. Like, re- we like really try to emphasize, like, hey guys, like, please come, please come. But if you can't come and you still watch it, like, do this here. Yeah. Do it virtual. Um, yeah, that'll be Monday, May twenty third, seven p.m. Uh, non ticketed nice. event, uh, but still, it's looking to be a great time. And again, especially for our events that are either virtual or we have hybrid versions that they do go virtual um if you miss it you can also rewatch it later on on our youtube channel yeah yeah you do all that stuff too like do. Uh, backing up those videos and uh, another hat to the youtube <laughs> yep yet another hat say, every single hat um nick, nick comes that. into the store and just has like seven hats stacked on top of each other uh, you guys ever it's... seen the the memes of scout from team fortress 2 with the with all the hats that's yes <laughs> i was thinking more of the guy in the pirates of the caribbean ride who's trying to board a boat but he's like juggling the hats on top of his head um incredible yeah that's that's me i'm that poor animatronic who's stuck there forever oh <laughs> <laughs> um uh, we actually we say it that way it's sad <laughs> we just confirmed this event which i can talk about uh jonathan mayberry uh he 
wonderful friend of the Jonathan store. Jonathan in our store? Gasp, what? Really? Unheard of. Uh, so we're actually going to be doing a hybrid event for his latest book, uh, Kagan the Damned. I hope I pronounced that right. Is it Kagan or Kagan? I, I think, think it's, it's Kagan. Okay. But I haven't asked him. I don't know. You know, you know, we'll probably ask him and it's probably something out of left field like Coogan. It's Coogan. Yeah, <laughs> it's Coogan. Um, He's like, okay, okay, sure, John. <laughs> uh that's going to be another hybrid event it'll be thursday may 26 the same week as claudia gray we're gonna have a heavy week oh my god i I have to get back to that other one um so yeah jonathan mabry thursday may 26 hybrid event uh he'll be in conversation with ray porter who for those of you are unfamiliar yes uh he has appeared in television and movies uh but he is also the uh narrator uh for a lot of jonathan's books uh, the audiobook yeah. narrator. So cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, they've done a couple of paired events before, and it's mm-hmm. always really interesting, because, like, their relationship, because he's done, like, so many of the audiobook narrations before. Oh, yeah. They have a great dynamic. Yeah. Totally. Um, so that should be a fun one. And in that same week, I jumped over it, but I'm jumping back onto it. We have another wild card who's never in the store. I say sarcastically, Kirsten White is back in the <gasps> store. Uh, for That's her crazy. for her debut horror novel, Hide. Dope. That's so cool. Uh, Gosh, she's gonna be at the store a bunch this year, right? Doesn't uh, she have like mm-hmm. six books coming I, out? Or something it feels crazy? like it. I feel it feels like it. Dude. <laughs> um, so as you can see, this is gonna be a very heavy week just with in-store events. Period. Um, this is also another hybrid event. Uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Tuesday, May the 24th for. Um, hides release it's going to be super duper because kirsten is always a wonderful person if you haven't been to any of her events this is a great time to either tune in virtually or in person just to experience it yeah do you like now that they i know the hybrid events are something that are still like kind of kicking up uh we've only done a couple so far but they're a lot like on the docket coming forward is uh do you like doing the hybrid events do you feel like we are getting more people tuning in because we have both options available I think just by us broadening the net of people that are able to attend, yeah. Um, I think it is just a natural progression of what we've been doing with our just plain virtual events, especially for those who are still hesitant about being in person, uh, crazy numbers that might be in store, um, that are immune and compromised, uh, are just unable to attend because of scheduling. This is just the perfect opportunity to still uh, tune into something that you may have missed but still be part of. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. I just, I think that like doing hybrid events should be the way of the future, man. Like it's, it's disability friendly, bare minimum, right? Like, and I that just, is important. Agreed. I love the, the the fact that people can go back and like view events they might have missed also like via the YouTube because of this like hybrid structure mm-hmm. is really beneficial because there's a lot of stuff that like there are a lot of events that I tend to miss either because I'm like not available to come to the store or I'm like busy with other things after work. And it's nice to be like, oh, but I can go and catch that one. Yeah. later. Totally. But. Yeah, and aside from, you know, those are just some of the in-store events we're having um, this spring. Uh, before that, mm-hmm. uh, we have Kelly Barnhill. I don't know. When when does, when will this probably pod, uh, podcast? The Barnhill will have happened. Okay, so I won't. Uh, by so the we time can cut this, this. <laughs> 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 um, 
So, yeah, aside from the in-store events, man, I think, Gary, you as our uh, inventory manager know we are gearing up for convention season, sir. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you, especially because, like, the the stuff that both of us work really closely together now, especially because, like, you, like, helping schedule events and figuring out, like, who we're going to get and numbers and then, like, me actually doing the, like, inventory sorting, especially for off-sites as stuff comes up. Like, how... Are you ready for convention season, Nick? Spiritually, uh, yes, totally. I'm like Cusco going <laughs> off of the um, the waterfall, who's just saying, bring it, and and he's just falling down, going, boo, yeah, that's me, spiritually. Um, but physically, so mentally, I think I am, uh, what's his face? Uh, the sheep herder. <laughs> oh, uh, Pacha. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Gemini. I'm a real Gemini. I'm a dual personality right there. There you oh go. Um, so relatable. Yeah, for uh, those of you... Will this have aired, by the way, by uh, WonderCon? Uh, I, this is not due out until... It'll, ha- it'll be the week after, after WonderCon, I think. Okay, so I won't even mention that. Um, so yeah, we have coming up uh, more in April here, we have the LA Times Festival of Books. That is mm-hmm. going to be crazy. During that same time, we're going to be having uh, some off- other offsite events. Uh, we're going to have Comic Fest at the end of April. In mm-hmm. then May the first, uh, this is going to be our first time at an off this offsite event uh, called. I'm probably going to get the name wrong. Uh, pronunciation. Uh, Fangiacon. I probably should have looked that up before I was going to even talk about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. But oh, is it is it Fangia like Pangia yeah, but with an it's F? Like but it's F A N G A E A. Is that Gia? Yeah. Yeah, it's Gia. Okay. Yeah. Well, Fangiacon. Yeah, that's this is going to be your first time ever doing that. That's going to be uh, a one day event, Sunday, May the first, and that's going to be at the Scottish Rite Center uh, in oh. Mission Valley, across from the Mission Valley Mall. Oh, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, that'll be fun. So yeah, so that's going to be our first time doing that. Uh, it looks to be fun. Uh, I hope it goes really well. I'm excited for that. Uh, and then, of course, you know, after all of this stuff. We still have um, May things to talk about, like maybe possibly in store um, May the Fourth celebrations going on. Ooh, yeah, Ooh, that I didn't know about that. That is still in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, That'll be fun. I know. Uh, I I really can't talk about it at this point right now, just because we're still working on some loose ends before we can officially. Yeah, announce that makes it. sense. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, jumping ahead in July in the summer. We definitely have Comic-Con coming back. So San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, right. I keep thinking about this like. (sighs) Sorry. With having flashbacks. By the time. Yeah. By the time people hear this, WonderCon will be over and we'll be like in the swing of like all these offsite conventions and things. But like the like couple months leading up to Comic-Con are always so daunting, like right up until the moment that books start showing up. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, okay, like we just have to do it like. We're in it now. Go time. And it's go time. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm excited. This is the first year, you know, because we've been we've been closed for the pandemic for so long. This is the first year that we have like what feels like a real convention season again. 
And we're hitting it hard. So it's, <laughs> it's gonna be we're so hitting many. it hard. We are, so many. we are certainly jumping right into it. No we're hesitation. hitting it really hard. And it's like, it's like, I look at it and I'm like, I don't think we get any downtime until like August. And as a, yeah. and a little peek behind, Surprise. a little peek behind the curtain for everyone out there. Um, technically, we're, if, if you've been commenting like, wow, Mysterious Galaxy has been doing a lot of events lately. That is true. Um, on in normal years, we would not do so many events during the week. But um, especially with how many books that had got pushed back because of the pandemic to March or April of this year, there have been a lot more books releasing and mm-hmm. therefore a lot more publicists and their authors like, hey, notice me in my book. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And a lot of them are obviously authors we know, we love, uh, we just can't say no to. Um, but some we've had to, you know, straight up say no to, like, please. We are full. We want to, but we literally have events almost all the days this week. (laughs) Yeah, there's literally not space here. I'm sorry. It is. It's so hard. There's only so many days in a week. There are, and I feel so bad. Um, I I don't want to name names or anything, but there have been like wonderful authors and the publicists who I've been working with so far that I've had to like. Okay, I wish I could have given you this day if, if you know, maybe approached me a little bit earlier. we could have gotten something, but yeah, we're, our plate is full. Um, it's going to be an insane season for sure. It already yeah. is an insane season. Mm-hmm. Yup. I mean, I'm happy though. I, I've been itching to get back into it and I feel like, you know, I did, you know, the North Park book fair and that went good and everyone was fine and nothing happened. And, you know, I feel like as long as we're just like staying safe, like it's okay to yeah. slowly like dip back in. Yeah. Um, but it does feel like WonderCon is sort of like a like when your dad just like kind of shoves you in the pool. <laughs> well, it's it's gonna be really hard to tell too because I don't know what kind of precautions are gonna be taken there. The actual turnout. I mean, I'm willing to assume that we're gonna see the same precautions taken at special edition. Because, you know, it's still Comic-Con International, and I mean, I think that they're really cognizant of, like, the fact that so many immunocompromised people are part of the industry. Yeah. And so, like, my hope is that they do, like, make masks, like, mandatory. Yeah. Um, But especially for the events we're going to be a part of that are outside... Um, those, uh, you can always bet those are going to be really good numbers just because people are more inclined to do outdoor things right now. Um, especially yeah. with the weather being so good. I was going to say, literally Diego, thinking, like, we're so, like, mm-hmm. so, such good weather right now. Yeah. Last year when we did the North Park book fair one and two, those were, um, crazy numbers there. It was great. It was wonderful. And so I, I can only imagine how the LA Times Festival books is going to be because again another outdoor event. Yeah, should be a good time. Yeah, I think so. Uh, shifting gears a little bit. Um, what's your what's your favorite thing about like having moved from being a bookseller and being the the like marketing, um, the digital marketing person to like doing event stuff? Well, the one thing I miss is definitely being able to like discuss books with customers because i'm now like mostly hidden away in the back room in like emails and uh uh correspondence but yeah um 
in terms of what I enjoy now that I'm doing that, um, is really getting to be one of the first people to see, oh, okay, this author is going to be doing an event tour or this book is coming out. We're going to be getting like special this and that. Um, so kind of being on the forefront and helping the store to shape what it's involved with and, and having a more, uh, of an impact on the store in general, that is very rewarding. Yeah. It's very rewarding. That's really, that's really awesome, actually. I was going to ask you if, if, you know, you missed being on the floor, because I know that when I transitioned from being a bookseller to doing like, to being the receiver, to being the like inventory manager, uh, it really was again, like the same thing marked by just vast, like way more time spent in the back room, like not doing the hand selling, talking to customers thing. And it was, it's something that I do miss. Like, I try to make time to be on the floor when I can. It makes me um, sad just sitting in the back room so much. Like, I also have to sit in the back a lot, like, with the illustration work. And it, I may say it. Yeah. But also, yeah, it's, it's like a different vibe. You don't get anything done. Yeah, especially when you're working on time-sensitive materials or something that you can, like, whoopsie-poopsie, I wasn't paying too close attention to that, and so a big mistake happened, and that just went live. Um, yeah, so it, it does make sense to be in the back sequestered away um, to focus on those things, but it's, you know, you, you definitely get to see a lot less people in interaction. Yeah. Until yeah, we do sense. these events, and then it's total 180, and you have total interaction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All the interaction. Yeah. And I I tend to get more energy off of uh like the high impact interactions, like the the conventions. I, I tend to feed more off of those. And I've noticed with a lot of the other booksellers here, they're like, Oh my god and I'm like, Yeah <laughs> I'm a masochist, I don't know. I <laughs> know, uh, I'm right there with you. I'm like, Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. But also uh <laughs> kind of feed off that energy until it's over and then it's just a recovery period yeah i still remember um right after the comic-con 2019 we were all doing our celebratory we lived dinner afterward Mm -hmm. um and i was like the first person go yeah comic-con next year and all of you were like shut up nick (laughs) um Don't even want to think about this but, yet. But then uh, ultimately it turned into a curse because, you know, Comic-Con <laughs> 2020 in person you definitely didn't us. happen. This is your, it's your fault. It was Nick all yep, along. To- <laughs> <totally> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I agree with that. I think um, it's interesting because like you you get a lot of like the busy work leading up to conventions, like just managing like who what authors we're going to see and what like books we need to get and like coordinating that sort of thing. And um, for me, like, and then the convention happens and when it's, when it's done, it's done. You, you can like move on to the next thing. And then for me, it's like, okay, like the convention is like the downtime between sorting all the books and then getting, getting rid of all the excess stock that's left over. So Comic-Con ends and I still have like three weeks of just like high impact work. Oh yeah, I've I've helped you before doing returns. Yeah, for it's a lot. Comic-Con it's stuff. so much. I remember. <laughs> it's so much. I'm looking for, like I'm looking forward to it, but also like that back the back room is about to be a nightmare. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess what we're really saying is buy more books, guys. Yeah, buy more books, guys. Buy yeah, more what books are y'all doing? Buy them. I don't care. Buy them. Come heavy. on. What are you waiting on? I don't on? care if you have to buy another suitcase. <laughs> we will ship those books to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, it's so funny. Um, um, I solicited, I mentioned earlier, but I solicited some questions from Michelle. And one of my favorites that she gave me was that uh, one of the questions that you ask authors when you do like it, moderating events. Oh, do you want to ask the question? You no, can no, ask the no, question. No, you ask it. You've already started. Yeah. One of the questions that I know you ask authors when you're moderating events is like, what's a book that describes you? And so I want to ask you, what's a book that describes you, Nick? Just to let you know, I can't take full credit for that question. I stole that okay. question from uh, one of our store owners, uh, Matt Berger. Thank you, Matt, for that question. When uh, Nick, I'm pretty sure you're the only person that's ever asked that. Oh, question. no. He asked that question in store. Um Oh my gosh, what was her name? She she had the book with the heart on the cover. Um Anatomy? Yes, thank you. Um That book sounds so good. Okay. Yeah, Anatomy a Love Story. That's um Dana Schwartz. Yes. So I saw that question from Matt when he was in store helping to be the conversation partner and moderator for Dana Schwartz's event for Anatomy. Um, he heard it. I was like, I like that. So I'm stealing it. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> um, Perfect. That's the way to go. Oh, man. Um, that is a good question. Uh, I think, though, just because I know how both serious and not serious I can be. And also how not in reality and sometimes in reality I can be. Um, and this is one of my favorite books ever. So, yeah, why not represent me? I'd say Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere. Nice. Uh, I figured it might be a Gaiman. Oh, of course. That doesn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, that's, that's always a safe bet. Right. I, you know, I've read a lot of Gaiman, but Neverwhere is one that I've, like, for whatever reason, I've not finished. I've picked that book up a couple times and for whatever, like I, I've not gotten through it. I can't tell you why. I know that it's one that you love, but uh, I don't know. going to make you read it one of these days. Just It'll happen. Dempai in the basement. You'll read it. It's fine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. M Michelle uh, had mentioned early in the year that one of her goals this year was to read like one of everybody's staff picks. And uh, I really like that idea. And so maybe I will maybe I will try to pick Neverwhere back up again this year. I hope don't you bet on it. He's been telling me he's going to read Chainsaw Man for. That's true. That's also true. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's the curse of just being a reader mm -hmm. is having a never ending to be read pile. I don't know. Victoria said to me, Becca, you should read the Love Con. You're going to really like it. And you know what I did? I bought the Love Con and I'm reading it and I like it incredible that's what that's You're what victoria better than does am. best she just manages to like put earworm stuff in you know someone's ear and just bam they have a book in their hand that's yeah. what she did with me and uh him a, a gay hockey romance book <laughs> yeah uh, yes i've heard of that mm -hmm. um i victoria is also just like hella intimidating because it's only like the middle of march and she's already read 40 books this year so, just, man. Uh, but but in her day, I will say too, like a, she has been blowing through a lot of manga. So that's also true. Like, she, like I'm also at like I think ten books, which is much more reasonable. But most of those have been manga. I don't know. Okay. If most of them have. Like she's she's read quite a bit of manga, but Not she's for also her, no. But she also she has reads a lot of like fast paced romance. Yes, she also reads yeah. a lot of fast paced romance. Yes, right. She'll come in on a Monday and be like, "I read three books this weekend," and I'm like, "How?" They're porn. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> what? Why can't we just be honest? That's fair. You know, that's fair. I'll allow it. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, gosh. 
I feel like we like chewed through most of the questions that I had. That is definitely not bad. <laughs> no, it's definitely not bad. Um, do you find yourself a lot? But like, I know that you're juggling multiple things now because you're still. T- How are you managing juggling still doing the digital marketing thing on top of this? Like, I know that we touched that you do both. But like, what, how do you balance your day to day? Poorly. That's how. I mean, caffeine helps. Uh, I don't suggest it for everyone, but caffeine really helps me. Um, it, it just really has to do with, I have a general sense of dread that just always is looming over me. And if I don't get oh, all friend. my things done, then I'm a failure. So <laughs> you're so lucky that oh, your, friend. you're so lucky that your dread like pushes you to complete things. My executive dysfunction is just like you're gonna fail, and I'm like, what? And it's, and they're like, don't do it, but don't do anything. Just don't. Do oh, it. I still have the Oof. I still have that voice saying you're gonna fail, but I'm like <laughs> as I'm typing, listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh my god. Okay, I get it. I'm gonna fail. I still need money. Okay. <laughs> um. But no, seriously, uh, it helps to have an organizer. I, I have my very nice moleskin journal with all of my things that I need to do. Like, oh, and you do this and you do that. Um, it definitely does create a little bit more of a bottleneck when I have especially time-sensitive things that need to also get, like, approval. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It's, just tr- it's just really trying to be on top of things and... Um, planning ahead, especially if you know, uh, like if I know that I need something that's due like in a week, two weeks, is just trying mm-hmm. to get as much of that done, not procrastinating because I have enough memories of grade school and high school about procrastinating yeah. that uh, I can hopefully just, nope, nope, I can't do that again. <laughs> yeah, a I lot of you are... with the Patreon too. Like, I feel like if you get like, you know, behind, like even a little bit, it's game over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, especially with, like, because you're coordinating with authors and and publicists and things, like, a lot of what you do does require, like, conversations with other people. And I, I bet that, like, that makes the time management more difficult when you're like, okay, like, I need an answer and I don't have an answer and we're getting close to this date. Man, that's that's the life of an editor. I'm, I'm so lucky that with a lot of the uh, publicists and authors that already have worked with Mysterious Galaxy, a lot of them are just wonderful they usually either have all of those things mostly lined up or they're very responsive um even if it's a little like oh my goodness i'm sorry it's we're taking so long i like i appreciate that i appreciate a just let me know if you are working on this and if, you know if there are setbacks right. um that's easier for me to account for but if it's like okay i'll get that to you and then a week passes then it's, it's me like, having to go out oh. and hey hey like um, you said you had this thing coming for me. And we are like three weeks out from an event. Please help me. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. Well, I haven't had too many um, instances of that yet, but when they have happened, it is definitely like, oh my God. Yeah. That makes kind it tough, thing. I think. It is, but it happens. Uh, with anything that deals with other people being involved, it's going to happen. Do you? Do you have like... When we had when we had Michelle on to talk about social media stuff a couple weeks ago, Michelle uh, showed off and explained her spreadsheets. And do you have like, like I know you said you have your like moleskin notebook to take to keep you on track of things, but like how deep does that go? <laughs> like, are you one of those people that'll make spreadsheets and have like, okay, this is the day I need to? She just has a sticky note on the 
on one of the desks up front that's like, on the 18th, I do this. On the 15th, I do that. On the 21st, this is when this post needs to go out. Like, stop exposing Michelle. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, the most spreadsheet I interact with is just the, the plain event spreadsheet. Um, that makes so sense. that's the one I just can continuously go back to and I can see, oh, this still needs to be worked on. Is it confirmed? Is it um, still pending? Um, for my own things that I need to do, a lot of them are just plain reoccurring stuff. Uh, check emails, uh, talk with this person. And a lot of them are just reoccurring. So there are very few mm. like ones outside of my schedule that are like a special one. Um, but I do have, you know, entries in my moleskin for those two. That makes sense. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I, I feel so bad for Michelle because a lot of what she does is also because of what I'll, uh, I do. And she has to respond <laughs> like, oh, a new event that Nick helped put together. I guess I have to post this. <laughs> uh-huh. Nice going, Nick. I know. I'm a monster. Right. Well, just this is just how, like, we all sort of feed off of each other in this real way. Um I think relationships here at Mysterious Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, like, pretty directly, right? Because, like, Nick can confirm an event with an author, and then Linda has to order the books, and then I get to, like, make sure that they're all in good condition when they come in and set them aside for those things. And Michelle does the social media to make sure people know that the event is happening. And um, and Darcy. Darcy also Facebooks them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, that is very true. Now, I also have to make the event listings on our um, event, I mean, on our website, so... That's just another added step I have to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All the things that you wouldn't think are like, oh, yeah, part of the director events position. And then you mm-hmm. you you get signed up and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wait. I didn't realize I had to do that, no. too. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Bring it. That's <laughs> no, good. Uh, I don't know. How do you feel? I feel like we're coming to the end of this here. I think so, too. Do you have any other questions, Becca? think of some but i can't think of anything cool to ask i could go back and look through all the ones that um michelle sent me but i think i had already transferred them them. all into the doc yeah yeah that's what i like to hear (laughs) yeah no it looks like i've got all of them nice are you getting enough sleep nick no (laughs) that's what i thought absolutely not hence coffee hence coffee I sit here with my iced mocha in agreeance. Hell, I've been. What's your go-to coffee? Oh, uh, ice caramel latte. Ice caramel latte. Add shot with almond milk from Coffee Bean. Nice. The only latte I drink anymore is the mocha because I'm like, look, it's an adult adult chocolate milk. Yeah, it's so good. I, I love a good mocha. I need my sugar coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. I usually just like throw so much vanilla in a cold brew. Nice. So much vanilla. That sounds great. Uh usually at the end of the the pod, we haven't done this in like a little while, but like usually at the end of the pod we ask people what what they've been reading. What uh what are you reading right now, Nick? So I've been really dragging my feet on this, but um I started and then stopped and you know, finally willed myself to restart again. Um uh, Rob Hart's latest book, um, The Paradox Hotel. Yeah, um, it has, are you liking it? I, I am. I, I really liked um, his The Warehouse, and this one is a lot different because uh, The Warehouse, for those of you who aren't fam- familiar, is um, 
It's not too far in the future where uh, an Amazon-like company is pretty much the only thing that's running things. There are other smaller businesses out there, but this place called... So, uh, Amazon in a couple years? <laughs> um, he actually mentions or references that other company, um, but like... <laughs> They, they died or something happened to them. Um, <laughs> and um, I think this one's called The Cloud. And um, yeah, so that one is a lot different than this one. This one is very sci-fi. It has a hotel that allows guests to time travel um, for their leisurely oh. activities just because the world is in such a mess that we can't go anywhere physically. So why not go somewhere physically in a different time era? Um, interesting time is basically breaking down um this head of security who is involved with making sure people aren't breaking um time as they travel um is one of these people that have traveled so many times that they're becoming unglued and so now time is really not uh holding them in um so it has everything. It even has dinosaurs and uh, and snarky robots. Dinosaurs. I want to read. You this. heard me. Dinosaurs. I want to read this. Okay, I am going to pick hell? this book up. Yeah. So Paradox Hotel, Rob Hart. Amazing. That sounds awesome. Becca, what are you reading right now? Um, I'm. So I got my hands on the uh, manga, the first volume of "I'm a Wolf, But My Boss Is a Sheep" oh. by Shino Shimizu. Okay. Um, it's it seems like it's gonna be a really fun, uh, like lighthearted, like so all of the like men are like predator type animals, and all of the women are prey type animals, and like it's a commentary on like social inequality and difference between like genders in the workplace, while okay. also being like a fun sweet rom com. Um, and apparently the premise is that like both of them are in love with each other, but you know, are too scared to, like, interact or do anything about it since, you know, he's like, oh my god, like, I'm a predator, like, I don't want to scare her, and she's like, he's a friggin' wolf, I don't want to get eaten. Um, so I'm excited about that. And then I also picked up this other book. Amazing. <laughs> this book is for adults only. Oh dear. It's called I Can't Believe I Slept With You uh, by Miyako Miyatahara. Uh, Gary, I feel like I talked about this on the mini-sode, because it's the one about the landlady that's like, hey, 24-year-old that quit your job and can't afford your rent, I'll sleep with you to pay off your debt. Hey, you need a tank of gas? Come here. Oof. But, like, but like very much, like, less creepy and, like, cute, like, landlord is like, I have a crush on you, we can make this work. I mean, that... And it look, mm. it, it's very, it's, it's cute. It says... I don't know. I think it's cute. It's, oh. The last sentence is, can true love develop from an arrangement that started with a bang? Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, I'm still working my way through the love con. Yeah. Fair. I've been really book. slow with stuff I've been reading lately. Um, I'm still only about halfway through Leviathan Wakes, the first James S.A. Corey Expanse book. Um, and then I brought home an arc of a book that's come, or no, not, the book already came out. Okay. I have an advanced copy of a book that came out in February <laughs> that we just got in a couple days ago called Bluebird by C.L. Perlow. And it is a, um, like a space 
It sounds like kind of political three factions vying for control of the galaxy, but the thing on the back just says lesbian gunslingers in space. That's the whole description Hell on the back yeah. of the book. And I was like, great, I'm taking it home. She said um, amen. Nice. Yeah, I'm very excited. I loved, you know, it, it sounds like it's drawing on very similar vibes that like that Gideon the Ninth did. Um with just like these kick ass ladies in space. And so I'm I'm excited to start this one. Oh man, is that it? I think that's it, just those two. I mean, I have a million books that I'm, like, halfway through that I haven't, like... I just felt like you were reading something else. Sorry, that's why I was, like, hesitant. I was like, I feel like... Anyway. Thank you, Nick, for being <laughs> here and joining us and talking to us about about what it's been like transitioning into being director of events for Mysterious Galaxy. No, yeah, thank you for so having me. for you. Yeah. Thank you. You, like, you have such a direct, like, influence on, like, what goes on at the store in, like, a real way, and I find it fascinating. Yeah, so if so, I mean, all like, of y'all see... Because... Okay. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, sorry, what? I was going to say, if all y'all just notice, like, we get more events with cats and book, like, on the covers of books, yeah, that's probably me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Great. I mean, if Incredible. I could, I would. I love my cats. <laughs> you are doing God's work? Yes, I'm truly. doing Cthulhu's work, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A God's work. There we go. Doing the work of best. Um... I don't remember. I was going to say something to you. <laughs> oh, I'm really happy that you're the director of events because now I get to be like, hey, Nick, can I send you this book so Time that we can do something? And you're like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, yay. Yeah, that sounds legit like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, usually. Usually Nick is much more excited. He's like, hell yeah. Especially if I had already my coffee. Yes. <laughs> True. That's the thing. You yeah. gotta wait till after he's had his coffee, and then you're like, "Hey, Nick, I have Don't an I have a proposal." Talk to Nick before his coffee, or I'll just get Victoria to cut you. <laughs> My God, rip! We're doomed. <laughs> he's gone mad with power. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Thank you again for being here. Thank you, of course, everybody for listening and uh, tuning in. We. May or may not be back in a couple weeks with more stuff because it is, like we said, convention season is happening. So stay tuned. Uh, tune into uh, our social media at Miss Galaxy Books on all social media platforms to keep abreast of like the events that are happening and the books that are coming out that we're excited about and all other bits of information, Mysterious Galaxy. Uh, of course, thanks to Austin Farmer for allowing us to use the intro and outro music cut from his song Kill the Farm Boy off the album Bookshelf Symphony Orchestra. Uh, the link to to uh, Austin's Spotify is in every episode description, so please go give it a listen. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah. We'll see you again soon in a galaxy not so far away. Or will we? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, d d okay. Ignore the Wilhelm scream. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.